Hello, my name is Eve Adler. I'm a registered nurse, registered yoga teacher, integrative health educator, and correspondent for Healthcetera. On today's program, we'll be speaking with Dr. Norbert Goldfield about his work as co-founder of Healing Across the Divides, an organization that seeks to measurably improve the health in marginalized populations of both Israelis and Palestinians via community-based interventions. We'll also be talking about his book, Peace Building Through Women's Health, Psychoanalytical, Socio-Psychological, and Community Perspectives on the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict. In addition to his work with Healing Across the Divides, Dr. Goldfield is the CEO and founder of the bipartisan organization, Ask Nurses and Doctors. He has written over 50 books and articles on healthcare, both in the lay and scientific press. Dr. Goldfield's experiences as a clinician, health services researcher, peace activist, and policy analyst provide a unique perspective for our listeners. In the book, it states, peace building through health should be in decline, but the reality is that health professionals will continue to respond to a moral calling to do this work, even if some consider it useless, let alone unnecessarily dangerous. This is just one of the reasons I admire the work being done by Dr. Goldfield, and I'm pleased to have another conversation with him. Welcome back to Elcetera, Norbert. Well, it's a, great to be here, Eve, and thank you so much for having me and look forward to this conversation. Wonderful. Let's start with telling us about how Healing Across the Divide was conceived. So um, in essence, uh, my first time in Israel was in 1967. 1980, I worked at Hadassah Hospital in Jerusalem as an internist. I'm a practicing internist, and I was a uh, basically a teaching fellow there. Um, uh, in 1996, I went with my family to Israel, and I started seeing patients in the West Bank. And I knew at that point that I really wanted to be engaged on both sides. Uh, and I knew that I uh, might be a fool, but I'm not delusional, which means that I'm not one of the 10 or 15 people that make could make a difference from the top down uh, in terms of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So we work from the bottom up. And what do I knew is healthcare. What does bottom up mean? It's communities. And in 2004, together with uh, Physicians for Human Rights USA, uh, with the leader of uh, Physicians for Human Rights USA, Linda Rubenstein, uh, we founded a nonprofit called Healing Across the Divides, incorporated in the United States, uh, that we're now, next year will be our 20th year, and we've given several million dollars away, provided technical advice, and measurably improved the health of more than a quarter of a million people. Wow, that is impressive. What is um, this peace building through health? You know, you talked about the bottom up. What? How would you define that? So peace building through health was started in um, uh, in the 1980s, uh, started by the World Health Organization. And I'm going to give you a direct quote. When there is an underlying genuine thrust towards peace and reconciliation, health can play a role as a catalyst in the peace process. Of course, since you and I last talked about my being on the on the program, 
October 7th happened. Yeah. Uh, and that has been a dramatic, dramatic uh, uh, set of actions that have led to certainly, I think many would argue, uh, a very significant limitation on peace building through health. But we've done the work uh, with Israelis and Palestinians. We will continue to the work, and I'm sure there'll be questions coming up as to how we adapt uh, to the events of October 7th. Well, you're absolutely right. And I loved your leading question about the next question, but you're absolutely right. There are questions about how can health professionals really engage effectively? And what is your response to that during this crisis, really? Right. Well, first of all, for sure, this crisis is by no means over. Uh, and... Uh, and I should be clear that before the crisis uh, uh, on October 7th occurred, there was already a fair amount of violence that was increasing uh, that over the last couple of years, a lot of settler attacks uh, in the West Bank against, uh, against Palestinians. Uh, there was literally uh, shootings that were and killings that were going on if not every day, every other day, particularly in the West Bank, and then the events of October 7th. So it's my perspective, and I'm just speaking for myself here, uh, not speaking for the organization, uh, that in fact, uh, the possibility for peace building between Israel and Palestinian territories uh, right now, of course, are nil. There's not only a state of war, but there's little immediate prospect for peace when the this current fighting subsides. I think there's no question in my mind that neither side is likely to extend any olive branches. But that actually, in many ways, highlights the kind of work that Healing Across the Divides does, which is to say we provide grants to community-based groups in the Palestinian territories, particularly in the West Bank, that we have funded in Gaza before, uh, and in Israel, uh, we don't insist that the groups work together. We have provided opportunities for them to work together and to get together. Uh, some of the uh, uh, grantees are joint Jewish-Palestinian. Some are exclusively Jewish. Some are exclusively Palestinian, whether they be in Israel or in the West Bank. Uh, so uh, we really uh, uh, have always done in the 20 years of our existence stuck to our motto of not insisting that groups work together, facilitating when it occurred, but trying to build the capacity of the groups, both through funding and technical and managerial advice. We have a representative in Israel, a representative in the West Bank. Uh, we have a board of experts. And if uh, we need an expert beyond the board and the scientific advisory board, we know where to get it. Uh, and uh, so we... We want to uh, build the capacity of those groups with the hope, and probably not in my lifetime, considering everything that's going on these days, uh, but with the hope that some of the leaders of some of these groups who are just absolutely amazing, you know, young people, middle-aged people, but mostly young who have not given up, uh, want to serve their community, want to be engaged in the community. These people could be tomorrow's political leaders. But in the meantime, through working with these groups, um, we've measurably improved the health uh, of a quarter, more than a quarter of a million individuals. How do you, or how is it decided in terms of the grants? Um, uh, what 
type of proposals meet the criteria that you're looking for? So uh, depending on our financial status, our budget is about 450,000 a year. Uh, we put out a call for proposals, ads in the newspaper, word of mouth, both from our Israeli and Palestinian representatives. Uh, and uh, we will ask for a, a one pager uh, that uh, that organizations will submit. And we're particularly interested uh, in uh, issues that um, that are essentially, relatively speaking, common, which could range from diabetes to gender-based violence. Uh, so a whole range of issues, reproductive rights. Uh, we're particularly interested in funding women's groups because women are the most discriminated against people in the world. And so we're particularly focused on women's groups. Uh, and so the vast majority of the groups that we fund are either led by women or deal with uh, issues that are particularly concerned uh, to women. They submit a grant proposal, uh, the, the two-pager. Uh, then um, in our most recent round, we had 75 proposals, um, ranging from uh, the kinds of grants that we give are anywhere from ten dollars to $40,000 each for three years, each year for three years. Uh, and you could do a lot with $10,000, $20,000, et cetera, that are community-based interventions. Uh, and then we selected down to 20 groups. We did a session with these 20 groups, uh, telling them what we're looking for in their final application, which is much more detailed. And of those, we cho chose five groups. Uh, and, uh, and of course, the uh, October 7th, has made a significant impact on what these groups are doing. So essentially, October 7th, we did an emergency fundraising campaign, which is still going on. We've raised uh, a fair amount of funds. Uh, people want to contribute when there's an emergency. Uh, and this is an emergency right now. Uh, we would certainly welcome uh, the support of people. And the, the funds uh, are being used for three purposes. Number one, for mental health services and emergency services by the grantees. So uh, for example, we're giving grant we're giving a grant to a reproductive rights group in in Jerusalem that's it's a uh, joint effort between Jews and Palestinians and right now they're really focused on emergency reproductive services, abortion and so forth. So that's one. Two, uh, some of the organizations are still able to do the work that they that they uh, intended to do. We have a uh, a joint effort between a, a Jewish and uh, Palestinian women living in Israel. So this is Israel-based uh, joint effort between Jews and Palestinians living in Israel. Prenatal, postnatal, joint classes, uh, learning how to be mothers together. That work is still going on. Uh, there's another organization. We're funding Palestine Sports for Life in, in refugee camps in the West Bank. And that organization, that work is still going on because by and large, not always, but school is still in session in the West Bank, not always, but they can do the work uh, working with uh, uh, with um, uh, teenagers on issues pertaining to uh, uh, physical, uh, uh, physical health and sports health. Uh, but the last area uh, that we're funding, the first area being uh, emergency um, 
mental health services and uh, uh, and emergency services. Secondly, ongoing work. And thirdly, we're funding uh, for mental health services for our staff. They're under tremendous stress. All of them have lost no people who have died, you know, whether in Israel or in the West Bank. There was a very famous uh, peace activist named Vivian Silver, uh, who was 70 years old, lived on a kibbutz near the Gaza border, was one of the people killed in the Hamas massacre uh, on October 7th. Uh, she was a close friend of our Israeli representative. Uh, our, our Palestinian representative also knows people who've been shot and killed uh, on, the, on the West Bank side. It's a testimony to both our Israeli and Palestinian representatives that not only are they communicating, but their relationship is stronger than ever, which is really, uh, a, for me, makes healing across the divides completely worthwhile. That is a very progressive way to deal with the crisis, especially when you talk about um, the mental health of the staff, because in order for the staff to deliver appropriate care, um, they have to also get the resources and the support that they need. You talked about uh, funds uh, for this and raising funds for this during this time. How can any members of our audience who are listening um, be involved? They can contact uh, two ways. Uh, they can go to the web page, which is www.healingdivides with an S. And the reason why the organization is called Healing Across the Divides is that there are many divides in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, not just between men and women, not just between Israelis and Palestinians, not just between religious and non-religious. Uh, there are many divides. So it's www.healingdivides.org. Uh, and you can email me directly at uh, at Norbert, N-O-R-B-E-R-T, at HealingDivides.org. Great, great. I've got to remember to put that S on the divides. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, what kind of obstacles and successes are you facing right now as you work with these organizations that you've worked with for so long, but now through a tragedy, an ongoing tragedy. It is definitely a, no, the most uh, consequential event that has, has occurred since 1948. There's no question about it. And how this will end, no one will know. No one knows. Uh, I, uh, I don't see very much that's positive that comes out of it on the one hand. On the other hand, there's no question that from my perspective, and this is sort of my kind of geopolitical perspective, is that unfortunately, Israel, Saudi Arabia, the United States were largely uh, ignoring the fact that there are two peoples, Israelis and Palestinians, who are competing for the same land. There are two different nationalisms that are competing for the same land. And Israel, Saudi Arabia, the United States, and other Arab countries were basically ignoring Palestinians. Um, no question about it that the events of October 7th have placed, no question about it, the Palestinian challenge back on the map. And it's there. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So there needs to be, I'm not sure if it'll happen in my lifetime, 
but there needs to be uh, a, an explicit recognition of Palestinian and Israeli rights to live peaceably on the same land. Um, and there are many different ways of doing it. Uh, I'm not, that's not my area of expertise, but I can say for sure that there it's possible. It requires leadership uh, at, at, uh, uh, to, to be able to bring their publics along. But until that day arrives, which has not arrived yet, we can work from the bottom up. We can work with community-based groups. We can work to uh, increase the capacity of, uh, of young leaders and at the same time, measurably improve the health of marginalized Israelis and Palestinians. And that's good enough. That's what we can do. And what would be your advice to healthcare providers? You know, I realize that healthcare providers are on both sides, you know, trying to do their job mm. and sometimes under unbelievable conditions. Any advice for those healthcare providers? You mean healthcare providers in the United States? To, uh, uh, who want to be engaged or uh, just I want to be sure that I'm responding to the right question. Oh, good. Because now you're making me realize it's more than one question. <laughs> Healthcare <laughs> providers right, in the United States who want to be engaged. And then also healthcare providers that are in Israel, that are in Palestine. Any advice for, for all of those different groups? Right. Well, with respect to the United States, Definitely welcome uh, people's engagement and just contact me directly and I'll give all sorts of ideas. For sure, there's many organizations within uh, within Israel, within the Palestinian territories, some of which we have funded, uh, that uh, respond uh, to the desires of health professionals who want to be engaged. There's an organization called Physician for Human Rights Israel uh, that that is, that is very heavily involved with uh, many different uh, aspects of of peace building from from their perspective, and then there's the uh, Palestine. There's many different Palestinian organization. There's the the health work committees in the Palestinian territories. There, there are many different uh, uh, healthcare organizations within Israel uh, that uh, within the Palestinian territories that can uh, that do accommodate uh, those Palestinian health professionals who want to be engaged. Great, and plans for healing across the divides plans for, or even currently, how your operation has changed? Yeah, so again, as I've indicated, we've we've definitely adjusted to October 7th and we will continue to adjust. We have to have our ears on the ground. Uh, we will continue uh, to fund uh, organizations, so that a community-based group, so that we will absolutely continue to do. Our mission remains the same. That has not changed in the 20 years of existence. We do not do not have uh, mission creep and under any shape, manner, or form. Uh, but I think that our philosophy has stood us in good stead, which is to say, we don't insist that work, uh, that people uh, um, work together, that organizations work together. And if there's uh, uh, when, not if, but when uh, the, the fighting uh, calms down. Uh, uh, there's um, unfortunately, I believe that will continue to be sporadic fighting for the foreseeable future, as there was uh, occurring even before October seventh. Um, I have basically two recommendations and uh, 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 on this with respect to the United States and other countries who will be involved. Uh, number one, uh, they should not insist. Historically, the United States has insisted that 
Jews and Palestinians must work together. But you know what? Right now, feelings are too raw. There is no question that peace building is not happening. I can also tell you that as a consequence of October 7th, there'll be a lot more extremists on both sides. Uh, and so the best bet for the United States is number one to, and other countries that will be funding efforts, is number one to not insist that groups work together. And number two, uh, to there, there's got to be at some point donor fatigue uh, uh, because many of these buildings that are going to be rebuilt are going to be, uh, be rebuilt for the third or fourth time uh, over the last uh, 30 years. And so my suggestion as a second point is that uh, uh, to recognize that community-based uh, health services are extremely inexpensive, don't require a lot of buildings, uh, if buildings at all, you know, we don't we don't have any buildings at all at Healing Cross the Divides. We work with already existing community groups that already have their spaces, uh, and that that preference should be should be given to uh, a cost effective, preventive, uh, chronic disease um, interventions, which can be done at the community level, and that are a lot less expensive than uh, than spending a lot of money uh on on hospital services i get it hospital services are needed they're, they're gonna have to some will have to be rebuilt but certainly not to the extent that they are uh in uh, uh presently i appreciate your perspectives i think they're they're a lot of insight very wise um i thank you for joining us on health cetera today any final words you'd like to share well the reality is you know the uh, uh, main peace not may not happen in my lifetime. Uh, that's absolutely possible, but I feel morally compelled to continue to encourage peace building through health, and I look forward to working with as many of you as possible. Please reach out to us, and we look forward to working together. Wonderful! Thank you so much for being on the program today. This Thank program you. will be available online at healthmediapolicy.com. Have a good day.